Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. You know, as a child, I never once banged a pot or pan. Oh, I know I did. Like, I I <laughs> played with pots and pans a ridiculous amount of time compared to actual toys that we had in the house. So, I mean, that was that was definitely something that was, uh, you, you know, the the cardboard box type uh, type of thing where um, you buy a toy and they want to play with the box thing. I, I, I explicitly remember, <laughs> like, going into the cabinets and, like, getting pots and pans and banging on them with wooden spoons. Oh, that's funny. And then doing that as an adult and then having being karmically uh, reprimanded for it by like the wooden spoon breaking in half and like smacking me in the face. So that that's happened multiple times too. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. Isn't it? <laughs> oh man. Whew. So uh, how, I, I mean, first off, how are you, uh, you surviving? I don't know if the bomb cyclone is hitting North Carolina, but uh, I mean, I saw some of the, um, uh, some of the, the East coast weather and it was getting down to a negative yes. one in, in, uh, North Carolina. Uh, so how are, how are you coping there? <laughs> that is correct. Um, I mean, I'm pretty much staying warm. My, uh, we got like in two inches of snow, not even like an inch. And, um, my coworker basically uses it, use it as an excuse this entire week, um, to show up late, not do her job and go home early. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fantastic. Um, uh, and then let's see. So the last two days I've gone in and the pipes at work have been frozen. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, and we're the only business around there. So it's not like, I, you know. You're, you're I, in the main I, water system or anything like that. It's basically just yeah. your guys and that's it. Yeah. So um, I've had to wait for, you know, I've had to go in and be like, all right, is it going to work today? And uh, last couple of days, you know, um it's been frozen so i have to sit there and wait for the i have to sit there and wait for the pipes to warm up um before you know i can go tinkle um and uh of course because we're surrounded by woods everything the entire the entire property is uh covered in ice um and which was fun because i took the golf cart out out today Uh, (laughs) um doing some extended donuts and everything I was, I was, I was getting, I, I just, you know, we got, we got some pretty nice, a couple of nice slides going around one of those couple of those little so, turns. I mean, now it's actual like Mario Kart where you can power slide <laughs> yeah. and do all of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. too much break for a power slide puts you into the, another building and, you know, not enough. Yeah. You, you just skirt through it. I would have very easily flipped that golf cart. Um, what made it worse is, uh, so I, uh, finally, finally, I actually finally got to go to some semblance of an arcade that didn't involve alcohol. Awesome. Um, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, went, we went up to Lost Ark, Lost Ark video games in Greensboro, uh, retro game shop, uh, slash Japanese culture shop. Um, you know, if you wanted to be an otaku and buy your little gashapon toys, um, they had them there in the Gundam model kits. So uh, basically what they had in the back is they have a, basically a free, free pass on the weekends. Um, Ten bucks, all you can play pass. Oh, sweet. Um, and it's stocked full of Japanese arcade games. Um, and the one thing I love about Japanese arcade games is that they're um, nice little things. They, I'm not sure how familiar you are with just arcade 
Japanese arcade games in general. Uh, ironically, I have a tangential story related to this, so I'll jump in on, on the end of this. But um, depending on where this goes, I may know more about them than uh, I'd, I'd want to. So, yeah, uh, you, okay, you can run so, that and then I'll, I'll do it. I'll dovetail it. So, you know, they're mostly basically just like sit down, you know, they're, they're squat uh, sit down thing, especially for the verses, um, which was nice. Um and I finally, for the first time, I've been, one of the things I've been diehard wanting to do was play uh, initial, an Initial D machine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Initial D, it's this really, really dumb anime about racing down, down the side of a mountain in Japan. And, like, the main character drives, like, an 86 Corolla. <laughs> and... <laughs> And he's like, oh, he's so fast in that thing, you know. So um, it's absolutely just dumb. So um, some of our mutual friends will uh, we, uh, know that every once in a while somebody takes a turn uh, too sharp. I'll, I'll quote some lines from the show. Uh, <laughs> You'd be an Akina speed star. <laughs> um, so I finally got to play one of those. So uh, that was cool. But being in that golf cart, I only got to play once because uh, – it was you had you had to share because there's only two machines. Yeah, and uh, that whole game is nothing but basically a series of drifts. Okay, which is the TV show. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it was fun. So it was, it was funny. Like the first time I'd been back behind like the wheel of something like something large and plastic and stupid. Um, I was very tempted to be like maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll hit this drift a little too you know. Uh, but I definitely would have. I definitely would have flipped that cart, <laughs> that golf cart. I definitely would have flipped it. <laughs> so, uh, in, in relation to some of those Japanese games, um, one of uh, one of my buddies uh, came through over New Year's. Uh, uh, one of my magic buddies from school. You met him at the wedding, um, but he has. Uh, there's a lot of other Penn Staters um, in his group, um, and there's somebody that lives out here uh, in the suburbs. So they were coming out here to do like a big uh, uh, New Year's thing, um, and I caught up with them for one night uh, the day they got into town. Um, when it's basically when the snow and cold snap started out here um, mm-hmm. from the the polar vortex, and we went out. There's a couple of arcades that are closer to me than than Galloping Ghost. Um, I mean, Galloping Ghost still has everything beat hands down as far as game selection quality and all that stuff, but these other right. places are uh, nice alternatives. Um, especially like in the area they are where it's more of a um, an arcade bar type thing. Um, so we went we went to one place uh, called the uh, Logan Arcade, um, and they had a lot of the the game styles there, Japanese uh, style uh, systems uh, with a lot of different games. So they actually had uh, Super Puzzle Fighter uh, in one Ooh. of the Japanese style ones, um, and there was there was a uh, two different couples on there all night, or else I would have hopped in it. So. Uh, that was one that, that I wanted to go back and uh, I have it for PlayStation. So I'm going to go back and start playing some of that now. Um, I should say the original PlayStation, um, but they, they had a bunch of different games. They actually had a, like a, a full sit down Mario Kart GP um, uh, yes, machine. That was fun. fun. Um, they had a good deal of a pinball, which, which was nice. Um, I played a couple of different uh, fighting game variants. Um I got totally destroyed playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, I believe it was Mortal Kombat 2 um, because the joysticks were uh, at loose as shit and I 
could barely even throw a spear with Scorpion. Um, and then I just got destroyed <laughs> by Fei Long when I was playing, like, I think it was Street Fighter 3. Um, and I was playing as Ryu, and I could barely even throw a fireball. Um, so, I mean, that was just nothing. But um, what, yeah. what takes the cake with the, the Japanese games... Um, and I mean, this was the case when we were Galloping Ghosts because they had a lot of games that were in um, that were it was just the cabinet was in Japanese. So you didn't really know what the game was unless you knew graphics mm-hmm. or you could look it up. Um, so this was a game that, again, the entire cabinet was in Japanese. Um, and this was uh, anywhere between, you know, nine o'clock and 11 o'clock at night. Um, everybody else had been drinking a lot more than me, but it was still also cold. We had walked like. I'd say probably three quarters of a mile when it was legit five degrees outside and snowing uh, to, to get there. So, I mean, everybody was like, was very well, uh, well on their way um, to being exhausted. Um, So we resorted to Google translates visual mode to try to translate the game for us (laughs) um, to figure out what it was. Um, We eventually figured out it was a popular uh, Japanese table flipping game. Um, And so all you do is you basically you build up little things like slapping the desk and the so the cabinet basically is the the monitor that's set back um, and then there's a little basically like one by eight piece of of, of wood or MDF or whatever um, that's about eighteen inches wide that's set there and it just it's on a hinge on the back so it's basically you take like you know a what looks like a, a flipper um, and then you move it back and forth and it just on the long edge, it's hinged to the cabinet. And so it just moves up and down. Um, and you have like a couple of different scenarios that you can play out. Um, and then all you do is you build up little bits of anger and then eventually you flip the table. Um, so like one is you're a, a teacher and the kids aren't paying attention. So you keep slapping the table and then eventually it comes to a point where you have to flip your shit and literally flip the table. And, and like the, the harder you flip it, like the more repercussions it happens, like the more students get hit and the higher your score goes and stuff like this. And so it was insane. Like we watched a couple people play it at first and then, um, we basically had to recalibrate the machine, which was awesome in Japanese. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> And and so we eventually figured it out. Like I read it up on Wikipedia and everything. And so like, there's a handful of scenarios there where it's like, that's like a a stress reliever for, for Japanese people instead of, you know, kickboxing or, or anything like that, or or like that, that's like one of the ways that that they go about doing that is, is like a going up and blowing up in like realistic situations inside the video game and just like losing their shit. And then, you know, walking into the arcade and feeling better. Um, so it was just interesting and I, I've checked out some videos since then. So, um, I'll, I'll link to that, uh, in, in the, the show post. Uh, but it was, it was definitely a unique find when, uh, when we were there. Yeah, no, they're just absolutely so much, um, which that makes sense because from my understanding is the, the Japanese are uh, a culture based on non-confrontation. Exactly. Um, which is fantastic because that is right up my alley. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, many times in my life, I, uh, come across a problem and just hope it goes away magically. And, uh, 75% of the time it does, you know, knock on wood. Um, so yeah, so no, I totally get that. So I can totally see that. Eventually, um, you just you can get that get that cabinet wherever you, wherever you end up working. Uh, once yeah. you, once you're either in Japan or, or back from Japan, and basically you know, uh, hold on, sir, and then walk into the closet, close the door, flip the table, come back out. Okay, as you were saying, yeah. So I say what's really funny is, um, so the list, so the very first game I sat down and played there 
um, was Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay. Like, and I'm sitting there and it's like, I didn't realize after I, you know, so. Actually, I want to say that's what I played too, because I I remember this setup now and it was like Turbo Mode 3 and blah, blah, blah. So I I think that's what I ended up playing too. Yeah, I just thought it was just so damn funny because I literally have that game. Like, I just drove an hour and a half to play something I could have just played at my house. Exactly. So um, I didn't really, you know, it was just, you know, have eight, eight or nine different copies of that game. Why not go play it, uh, play it on this? Too? Well, no, that's exactly what I was looking at, like at, at this place, Logan Arcade. And then we ended up another place like later that night uh, called Emporium, uh, which has a couple of locations in the city. Um that's exactly what I was looking at. And I was like, I was like, I look, I was looking for games that I wanted to play that like I already had or already like have played recently or whatever. And it's like, well, why? Like you're here, you have all these other games to play. So go check those out. So um, I, I tried to, to venture into the other games as opposed to just the, uh, just the games that I, I always go back to. Yeah. No, I played, I finally got to play. Uh, so it was, this weekend was uh, uh, a stack of firsts um, uh, for me. Um, I finally got to play Windjammers on an arcade machine. Oh wow! Um, which fantastic! I, the game is just so much fun. Um, and I got to play the Initial D machine, which I'm pretty proud um, because I actually did. Um, I, I I I drove well enough to actually uh, actually get a little time trial medal on my on my on my finish there. Which so I drove well enough. Not being able to understand any of the instructions, um, so uh, so I got to play Windjammers, uh, Initial D. Um, I actually was really bummed is that there were a couple of games um, that I actually have on the Dreamcast that I really wanted to play the um, arcade arcade versions just to see how how accurate they stack up. But those games were in the rotation. Okay. Um, what was really funny is that I, you know, I'm looking at. I've actually pulled up their website and I'm looking at all their games, and I can't help but laugh because the, the majority of the games uh, run Sega's JAMA uh, hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which is actually was fantastic. There's giant cartridges you can basically switch swap in and out. Yeah. So, um, which I was like sitting there thinking, and I'm like, well, that's if you're gonna do it. You really just buy X amount of machines, and then you just buy all the JAMA boards. Well, that's what I mean. I started then- <laughs> since we since you first mentioned Galloping Ghost to me, and then since I went there over the summer, I started following them on uh, Facebook and everything. And I mean, that's what it seems like they have a handful of those style, maybe not the the same mm-hmm. exact ones, because they're constantly just like swapping cabinets for other games and yep. newer ones and switching things out. So as long as you have the signage, then that's all that really matters. Yep. Yep. I mean, it was fun. Like, I mean, it was fun. Um, I definitely feel for ten bucks. I mean, I didn't. I played. I played a fair amount. Um, we were there for I think maybe three or four hours. Um, the only downside was is that it was on the weekend, so like there were kids there. Um, you know, I understand it's an arcade. Uh, that's primarily where they're supposed to go, but you know. I can only afford one half of a versus machine, not two. Like, mm. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was really fun. It was really a uh, nice little uh, nice little game store. Um, yeah, that's what I, I had a good time at our place too. So that's what I mean. Next time I'm in town, I don't know when I'll be in town for work again. Uh, but next time we're in, we'll have to check something like that out just to to get a, a some yeah. relaxation there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so the the first place we went to out here 
had everything took quarters, which was fine. Um, the second place we went to took tokens, uh, which I understand the concept of tokens. So that's something I actually haven't done a lot of research into, but I'd be interested to see the economics of it. And you may, you may know more about that as far as tokens versus quarters. Um, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, like I said, even when we were at the first place, most of the guys we were with had already been drinking. We went out to dinner, had drinks and then went to, to play more at another bar and everything. Um, so this was the end of the night and we, were there until you know closing time so by the time we left most of these guys had put a lot of or gotten a lot of tokens there and i still have about twenty dollars <laughs> left of tokens um sitting sitting in my desk drawer so uh, I'll, I'll have essentially free plays uh for for a little while uh, next time i go back there um so uh so yeah so i mean it, it's interesting like i i was thinking about that there because i wasn't drinking that much i only had like two beers uh while everybody else had had much more um uh, but like i was thinking of like okay like it's a quarter and then whether or not like people are walking away with the actual quarters um, versus like they have the tokens, but then they can't do anything else with the tokens. So they want to spend them. But then at the same time, like you have to pay for the tokens. So um, I, I would be interested to, to see like what, what some of the, uh, the places do for uh if, if there are comparable uh, economies of, of tokens versus quarters for arcades and, and seeing what they would do. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Uh, you could, you now you have a, uh... You've got some ammo to sell physical Bitcoin now. Yeah, there you go. Like, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what they look like. I mean, it it, uh, it, it looks exactly like that with the uh, with some of the uh, the icon there. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Did you, did you see the news story about the guy that was selling Chuck E. Cheese tokens as Bitcoin? Oh yeah, I saw that, and then I saw that there's a. Uh, I believe it's Crabtree Valley Mall has a like a Bitcoin kiosk somewhere like on the the second level. Um, I saw it either. I want to say I saw it on the the slash Raleigh subreddit uh, last week or the week before. Um, so that that was interesting. I didn't I didn't click into the story. I think it was just a a photo. Um, I don't think it was anything else, but I, I didn't uh, dive down into the Reddit comments there just for sake of sanity. Um, but yeah, that, that was interesting too. And then there's a, a handful of other ones um, that are just popping up all over the place and, and everything. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, like, I um, you know, I, that's always a mistake. That's one of the things is when I go to an arcade that requires tokens. Um, I actually, I tend to be much more stringent because I know, um, you can't get like 10 bucks in tokens and use them all. Yeah. You don't want to walk out with, with, you know, a handful of yeah. tokens in your pocket. Cause then yeah. you're yeah. like me, you have a Ziploc bag in your desk drawer that you'll never remember. Yep. Yep. And there's a, uh, there's a lot of that. So I tend to, uh, tend to tend to be a little apprehensive when I see tokens. Um, you know, even when you take four bucks and get those tokens, you know, uh, you still, you still come home with some because generally what I've, you know, what I've seen is when arcades basically rely on the quarter slash token method, um, they're not games that you're going to want to, there's going to be a few games that you're going to want to play but you're not going to be happy touching all of the games because some of them aren't going to be good. Oh, exactly. And you're not going to want to waste your money on them. Yeah. So that's basically in every, since there's less options, nobody's going to sit down at the machine. Like, you know, everybody's going to want to play, you know, Street Fighter two or Mortal Kombat if it's working right, but not everybody's going to want to play tempest yep. which they're they're fucking stupid if you don't want to play tempest because that game rocks but that's besides the point like um but you know so it's you know it's that it's that kind of thing it's it's folks are gonna 
folks take less risk when they actually have to um when there's play. more investment yeah yeah when actually yeah <laughs> um but yeah speaking of uh playing stuff you've been playing anything recently outside of uh outside of uh, ff 15 well so i had a couple of weeks off since when we talked last i i've had you know been on vacation um and i i would like to say i've uh successfully played absolute shit the entire time um <laughs> I, I i've done absolutely nothing that i plan to do um uh, with with you know a few very minor exceptions uh one uh, we'll touch on later um but yeah, like I just didn't get a chance to, um, like during the week we ended up running errands here and there. I was hitting the gym a lot, um, making sure to do that. Um, they really, the weather didn't really cooperate. So when I had time, uh, the sunlight wasn't, wasn't, you know, helpful for me. Um, and then I just didn't do stuff. So basically the majority of it was, um, downloading Quiplash for, uh, or the, the Quiplash <laughs> party pack for switch. Um, and then playing that oh, on, yeah. uh, on new year's Eve with our friends. Um, so I want to say that was the extent of my video gaming since, uh, our last episode, um, which, uh, I feel both, um, ashamed but also now like again knowing that i i end up having uh different tastes in games so i don't feel the need to to jump into games that i don't want to because i've basically had the itch like at the back of my neck um since uh i want to say since survivor series to get uh wwe 2k18 um and i just haven't yet um Ugh. and so again we're just like because we went to smackdown which i want to talk about but we went to smackdown yes. and they aired like numerous trailers for that uh and just commercials for it and everything so even if it even if it was just a shitty experience like i'd want to just to play it and like it would be something i made and i could sit down and, and do together um but it's it just ended up being where it just it's gonna sit on my shelf and I'm not gonna do anything with it. So like I I'm about seventy percent positive I won't ever buy it uh, full price. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there just there hasn't been any and much gaming on my side, which I, I want to, but I I don't know. So um, we'll see. I, I we have another trip coming up next weekend, and I like like I said on the last episode. Um, I I downloaded or I, I bought on Steam while we were uh, recording the Age of uh, Age of Mythology, um, so I've got that installed on my uh, my Ultra Book. So I'm taking that with me this week, uh, probably the Switch too. Um, so when Amanda's doing uh, doing some of her stuff, um, I'll have uh, uh, basically a playoff football on Sunday uh, to to sit around and game. So we'll see how that goes. So to scratch your wrestling itch. Um... There is a chance that you can actually find um, WWE 2K17 in a red box near you for five bucks. Okay. Um, so you might just want to. I don't know if the. I mean, the sale those those went on like red box sale price like a while ago. Mm-hmm. But you might once they don't once they hit that price, they usually just stay there. Okay. So you might be able to actually purchase that and pick it pick it up, and that might hit your wrestle your wrestling grit mm-hmm. your wrestling itch. Um, I know 2K18 has not been great. Yeah, that's what. Um, once we got home uh, from SmackDown and I was looking at reviews and everything, that's pretty much what it was. Is that everybody was just crapping. Like it's such an expanded roster, um, but it's also they were saying basically it's gone like the full free to play exploit as much as you can out of the the user base to to you know to buy going again buying into fake currency. Um, so you know if, <laughs> if you want to do everything in the game, you've got to sink more money into it, and that's just not something I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, let's see. I have been 
I, I t- I'll tell you this, dude. The last three games I've basically bought have been and played have been adventure games. Um, I uh, am playing through uh, the Telltale Batman game. Okay. Um, which is not great. Um, they, I was, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I, I think Giant Bomb, uh, or the Beast Giant Beastcaster, uh, whatever. And I, I, they were talking about how uh, Telltale uh, was um, restructuring how they do their their game stuff because they realized their games aren't really being as successful as they thought they would be. Uh, and playing this Batman game, I can totally see that. Um, the the hallmark of I had I just had to do a fucking quick time event to press a button underneath a desk in a non-emergency situation. Okay. Like, um, who cares? Like, why am I doing that? Well, that's what the the majority of the stuff I've seen for the Telltale stuff up until the most recent one has been all super very positive, all of that stuff. Um, but definitely the the most recent Batman one, I've I've seen a, a much higher density of memes coming out of that one than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I um, I've been very disappointed. Like, tell you play a Telltale game because you just want to see a good story and feel like you're just like you've crafted that story in some way. Yeah, like you're interacting some way. It's it's somewhat of a choose your own adventure game, but it's not like you're necessarily yeah. having to be like the fully interactive Lara Croft Tomb Raider style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like for instance, you know, like my my version of Batman doesn't brutalize people. So, can you please tell me why I'm constantly being berated? for brutalizing people i haven't brutalized Mm -hmm. like what like what the fuck is that supposed to like it's literally it made it makes me literally feel like well that didn't fucking matter that decision that i made not to fucking break that guy that guy's arm that didn't fucking matter the fact that I didn't beat up the, the the mob boss on fucking national television that didn't fucking matter because i've got treated like i did and you know, the the choices and options don't make any sense. The flow of conversations aren't good. And you're talking like I fucking love The Wolf Among Us. Like that game was really good and really fun. OK. Um, and. You know, nothing like I don't know that it's not great. Um, I just and I started playing through finally uh, read on uh, t- 20, uh, 2064 read only memories, um, which is that limited run game I got a while back. Um, and that's actually not too bad. Um, sort of old school adventure gamey. Um, I don't like some of the construction of it, but fun fact, Xavier Woods, speaking of, of wrestling, he actually does a voice in that game. Um, as one of, he voices one of the characters. Um, so that was, you know, I was like, ah, that's, that's cool. Cause I didn't know that going in. Um, and then I actually just picked up another limited run game, um, yesterday's origin, which is like a horror, uh, adventure game, um, which as, of, as of this recording, um, this, I see one of the least popular, um, <laughs> limited run games I've ever seen in history. Um, it's rock Boschers DX. Um, it's done in the style of like an old computer game. Okay. There's only 2,500 copies of this game. They split across two different releases. 
Um, for those of you, so those of you who don't have any limited run game experience, um, the small print runs for indie titles have been um, sort of been catching on the rage for collectors. Um, like I think PlayAsia did Undertale. Um, there's you can find like Wonders, uh, Wonders Boy, Wonder, oh Jesus, Wonder Boy, uh, the Dragon's Tale that just came out. Um, so. Uh, Firewatch, uh, I imagine Sweet Home will get a uh, a physical release, but they go if they're not print on demand and there's a limited print run of them, they go very quickly. They go within minutes. So with Firewatch, um, so like I've, I've seen Firewatch on Steam. So is that is there something else there that is? Because um, I mean that's on my Steam wish list and it's going on sale mm. and off sale and all that stuff. So is there mm. is there a certain version of that or another edition of that? So it's just it's. They basically take that the it's the same exact version. The only difference is that it's a physical copy. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so um, you'll get like a little trading card if you get a limited run, um, a little proof of purchase, and a physical copy of a digital only game. Um, so, uh, but I am seeing the 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 these this last batch they had has not been a very good batch. Um, considering it's Sunday, 8.30 East Coast time, and there's still some copies of one game left um, for things that basically go, it's, this is, was it Rock Boshers, Director's Cut, DX? Like, those games usually go in, instantly, um, and it's there's still, like, eight copies left. And it's like, there's only eight copies. And I'm like, shit, I may wait another week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's eight copies. That's why. So, yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. yeah like, um, it, it just it, it doesn't look like a very good game. And it I, it doesn't look like my style of game. And it's based off of like an old, like an old computer game style, like uh, Spectrum. I'm just making shit up now. Um, but it's based off of that and it looks like it, um, it basically plays like a, like a, like a computer, a tape deck computer game. So, um, it doesn't look great and it's really hard to pay 40, 40 us dollars for something like that, where you just don't feel like you're getting what you, what you need. Um, like yesterday's origin lasted until like around midnight on Friday, which I thought I didn't realize it already had a physical release over in Europe, which. Oh, okay. Explain some of it. Um, but it looks pretty good. It was a little cheaper than than usual. But I'm ready for I'm ready for the next batch of limited run games here. Um, I'm hoping I can get you know something kind of juicy. I missed. Uh, I foolishly fell asleep uh, during their New Year's blowout, mm. um, and I was just so upset because one of the things I there there are a few limited run games. That I I don't like buying digital games. Um, listeners of the podcast probably fucking know this already. Um, when I have a closet of a thousand games that are fucking you know physical, I hate buying digital games because it ties it to the system. Yeah, same here. That's where, with the exception of when they're like three or four dollars on Steam, I'm usually yeah. a very much a, a physical copy in hand person for games, DVDs, and DVD slash Blu-rays and uh, and CDs. Yeah. Um. So I want to play Firewatch, but it doesn't since I don't use Steam uh, and I don't have a gaming computer. Uh, my primary option is the PlayStation 4. 
it never goes on sale on PlayStation 4. Um, so, you know, I want to get like I want to try out games like Night in the Woods, but those games don't go on sale on PS4. Mm-hmm. Or Born Means of Edith Finch. I paid full price for that. Um, that's actually a game that's going to get a limited run, um, limited run release at some point too. That I'll have to, that I think I'll pick up again. Um, but uh, like, so I really want to play Firewatch. The only issue is, you know, I think there's five thousand copies of that game. I was way late to the party realizing it had a physical. I thought I, I thought I sold the physical in stores. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, and I want to play. I really wanted to get a copy of Night Trap. Um, I the copies of Night Trap literally went to all of the scalpers. They're literally all over eBay. Um, they were gone within a minute. That sucks. Uh, the second batch gone within a minute. Um, but they did this little um, New Year's E New Year's Day blowout sale because they pull back they pull back a certain percentage of their product in case anything gets damaged in shipping, uh, so they can resend the the item. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking felt the only day, it was the only day the entire time I was off that I did not wake up at 9.30. <laughs> I ended up sleeping until like 11.30 and a friend of mine gave me a call and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I looked at the time and I was like, no, there were, so, <laughs> there were so many stupid things I wanted to buy. And I jumped in the, sh- so I wanted to get, a, I was thinking about getting a copy of Yeast Origins and um, I jumped in the shower and was like, I like looked at my phone was like, there's eight left. And I'm like, well, they, the main rush is already over. It's like noon. I'm like, I, I think I can, I think I can wing it. Took a quick shower, like pulled it up on my computer. And it's like, there's only eight left. And I'm like, and I realized I left my, uh, the bank card I was going to use to pay downstairs. Uh, yeah. And by the time I got downstairs, they were all gone. So I was able to take a shower bring it up on two different devices where they both said there were eight left and then go downstairs, start the process. And they all left. They all disappeared. Yeah. Um, so which is funny is when I went to lost arc, um, they had a limited run game section, which kind of irked me because the primary reason of limited run games is they're limited to two, two per people, two Uh per person. Uh, but it's not limited to two per shipping address. So they basically just there are stores that get on there that just basically buy a ton of um a ton of the game and you're just like, well that's crappy. Yeah, like just this, very similarly, that's the way like a lot of the stuff goes with I mean the past couple of years uh, with Funko Pops, like that's mm-hmm. that's been the way Comic Con has gone where uh regardless of everything that's been there for the biggest thing over the past twenty, thirty years, the Funko Pops have now been insanely popular and, and are just absolutely ridiculous. Um and it's the same thing now where again like one or two a person and then you end up having like uh a critical mass of, of all of these that are exclusives that are all uh, consolidated for individual people. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I just, I, uh, I, it just got me irked. But it was funny to go in there and see that, and to be in the in in Lost Ark's defense, uh, they were just charging whatever the price would be plus shipping. So that's that's fine if you wanted to have that in your the item in your store. 
to add some exotic and uncommon games for collectors to come in and see that's different. Mm -hmm. Like I get that. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally upset about um, by that. Um, mostly because if I wanted to, if I, at that point, if I really wanted the game, I could have just gotten it then. Um, but, um, you know, the, the whole limited run thing is kind of, you know, it's, it's getting a little, getting a little dicey. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they, uh, go forward there. Um, oh man, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's, and the other thing is too, is that it's really tough because they charge, they charge a fair amount for their games too. Okay. Um, they charge, each one is like, you're paying, depending on how you could play the, the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially on Steam, they go on a lot of them go on sale so often. So if it's really hard to pay thirty dollars for a game on Steam, that's like five dollars. Yeah, and and that's again my thing where I I always try to look and and see how cheap they are elsewhere. Um, and I mean, there's a handful of old PlayStation games and and some of the other system games that I'd want to get, but it's very much the the difference for me of whether or not I want to throw, you know a couple of bucks, you know, I, I won't get a monster today and I can get that game on steam versus getting the physical copy and then having X, Y, and Z for this, for the system where I don't play it all that often, but it will be nice to have the physical copy in the future. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing too, is I really do like the physical copies. Um, uh, I, I just really like the, phys- I really like physical media. Um, maybe that's the old, maybe that's the, the 90s kid in me. Yes, yeah, the, the get off our lawn kid. Like, uh, so, yeah, I tend to be a sucker for it, but the secondary market on that just makes it just awful. Just, I don't want to pay, if I wanted to have a physical copy of Firewatch, and go on eBay and buy it for 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a $70 game. I'm so I'm like, it's like I think four hours of play time and it tells a really compelling story and it's interesting and good and you know, but I don't know, it can't be that much. Like But I mean uh, when you're looking at when something like uh Skyrim is a seventy dollar game initially, like I mean that there's a difference there yeah. where I mean it, it's yes. it's no discrediting, but at that point it becomes a uh you know, a product market fit and all of that stuff that is, you know, the 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 economy of gaming and stuff like that, where that's just your, for a, it's, it's not, it's just outpriced. It's just something that's too expensive for what it is with, I mean, giving credit where credit's due, it could very well be a good game, but for the amount of money you can, or amount of time and replay value you can get for other games for the same cost, you're getting much less value there. So. Yep. Yep. I, um, you know, uh, you know, like I played Persona Persona Five for two hundred hours, and that was a sixty dollar game when it came out. Um, you know, uh, am I gonna get that much entertainment out of Firewatch? Something that's heavily narrative based, I don't think. I don't think I can, but um, you know, I do want to. I do want to check it out. Um, I'm also on this weird point too, where I. I don't necessarily don't want to start having like I don't want to start gl- growing my collect- collection um, exponentially like I have in the past um, because I don't know you know in a couple of years what I'm going to be able to t- like I'm not going to be able to take any of it with me. Yep. 
So it's like, I don't want to get a storage unit for it. Cause then some, some, you know, I don't, I don't want to end up on storage wars. Exactly. And some guys like, Oh, I just hit the fucking mother load. There's NES games to the damn ceiling. <laughs> and he's like, look at this NES. It's in a box. And he's just shaking it. Especially yeah. if you leave it or if you have a storage unit at your, uh, oh. at, at a curtain at a, a certain place that that yeah. would remain nameless yeah yeah no shit so <laughs> um yeah so i have to be uh i have to be uh edgy actually but uh when i was there i had some old uh television game box and television games um i picked up for like i think 18 bucks 20 bucks it was like 17 games and i picked them up for uh our buddy jimbo because uh, he said at one point he wanted to start uh, a television collection. And I was like, Jim, this will be fantastic. This will be a great start to your collection. And he's like, I think I'm not going to I'm not going to go with that. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I mean, 20 bucks, it's whatever. But yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just stuck with I don't have it in television. The only pre NES console I have any attachment to is the Atari because that's what I grew up, grew up playing. Um and so I'm just been sitting and sitting. And when I picked up my copy of Final Fight Guy back during the summer, um, it was, you know, I tried to trade them and they're like, we'll give you a buck a piece. And I'm like, nah, I'll hold on to them. Yeah, I mean, at that I, point, it's not even worth it. Like, I mean, that's where it's like, well, fuck it all. Like, it, it's it's painful. It's more painful for me to sell this for a dollar than it is to, to have it sitting around. So that's what I'd rather just hold on to it type thing. Yeah. And so I took the stuff down to, to, to Lost Ark. Uh, I was going to take some PS2 stuff just in case they had something really rare to be like, oh, cool. It's like you have that, you know, copy of Panic Restaurant. Here's my entire PS2 library. Let's do a trade. <laughs> um, but I ended up taking them down. And it was so funny as I, I sit there and the guy goes, I'll give you uh, 40 bucks for all of them. And like he told me, like I was just like, like I was he just was really exasperated when he told me like I wasn't going to like that number. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Deal. No take backs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> he's like, there's not a lot of demand. For I'm like, dude, that's okay, man. I mean, it's you know, I ended up buying some, you know, some cheap NES games, and I finally got um, my copy of the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library uh, by Pat Contry, uh, the uh, Pat the NES Punk. Okay. Um, I have been putting off getting his book uh, because shipping. Um. It would cost an extra, I think, like, depending on how it was shipped, it would cost an extra, like, 20 bucks. Okay. So the cost of the book. And that's something I would be willing to spend 60 bucks on, not 100. Um, so, but I finally got that. And it's, it's fan, really high production value. Um, and it breaks down, it gives you reviews of all the games. Uh, for the NES library. So, um, when you, you know, so, uh, it's got in-depth, like in-depth coverage, in-depth, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, and there's, there's colorful pictures. So, um, you learn, you know, it's, it, this is something I wish I had back years and years ago when I first started. Um, because you're only memorizing, you know, 856 items, um, you know, 
and and it's not even really memorizing those items. It's just attaching a name to a style. Like you're not memorizing like a ton of information. So, you know, for instance, like, you know how Super Mario Bros. play plays, Yep. you know, so you can probably fathom a guess about how Super Mario Bros. two and three play. OK, so, you know what I mean? Like, um, so, it, it, I mean, there are games I there are games I miss picking up just because the cover, the, the cover art looked doofy. Um, and now looking at it, I've been like, man, I totally would. I totally would have been into that. Like, how did I know the lady? Uh, you know, how did I know Ghost Lion with the lady who looks like she's jazzercising, jazzercising with a lion <laughs> on the cover was was like like a kind of competent RPG. Yeah. You know, that's not fair to me. Like, I didn't get it because it was like, I was like a jazzercising lazy. I'm like, have you seen me? Like, dude, she even has like an out like I, I will I will find the cover art for this game. Oh, wow. Of, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely a, a complete there's there's nothing more 80s captured in a game than than that the view of that one right there i have no i like i swear to god i thought it was a power pad game where you exercise okay well that i i would not fault you for thinking that (laughs) i was just like oh well i'm not gonna exercise (laughs) (laughs) um but no it's an uncommon game which sucks because it would have been a fucking hilarious thing to have in my library and then you know maybe get drunk and then be very confused when i tried to play it yeah um but i just i mean it's got the unlike it gives you the unlicensed games all of that breakdowns which is really 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 nice um and then many reviews on top of it sweet um so it's man it's it's really cool i definitely think if you like retro stuff um if you like retro stuff, you like the uh, old old school artwork. Um, I definitely think it's worth a pickup. Um, if anything, as a coffee table book, um, you know you can get bored watching Impractical Jokers and zoning it out and just checking out pretty pictures because uh, that's all I did at work today. Or I mean, it's highly unlikely you'll get bored watching Impractical Jokers, but you can always multitask. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> As I hear something over my shoulder, and I, I think Amanda's uh, there uh, laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but speaking of that, so we did we did end up hitting since the last time we talked um, was that was the day before Christmas Eve, um, and mm-hmm. we ended up going to SmackDown the day after Christmas Day. Um, so that was that was quite an experience. Have have you been to a WWE live show recently? I have not. Um... I try to, uh, I don't have anybody to go with. So, um, when I want to go, so I'm like, oh man, there's something in town. And then everybody's ghost. Yeah. Okay. So well, we'll have to figure something <laughs> out where, where we can do that together. Um, but that's where, I mean, this was one where this was the first time I'd gone since college. Um, so I went, oh, man. <laughs> um, I, I went, it was, uh, I, I guess it was still attitude era. Um, but it was, I mean, unlucky for us because there wasn't much wrestling, um, but lucky because we saw a lot of stars. Um, this or superstars. This was the first ever uh, superstar draft. Um, so that was, I want to say, two thousand. I want to say it was spring of two thousand three. Um, it could have been spring of two thousand two. Um, 
but it was so that was the the first superstar draft uh they held it in state college at, at penn state um we set out in the cold overnight to to get tickets and everything we, we had pretty good seats and everything but um that was like the the last one I'd been to, um, I'd been to a bunch when I was a kid, but like, I kind of knew what we were in for, but this was Amanda's first live event. So it was going to be interesting to see like kind of, uh, what she thought of it, what she experienced. Um, and, and we were, it was out at the Allstate arena out in Rosemont. Um, again, this was soon after the, uh, the, the polar vortex was, was bashing us. So it was, you know, <laughs> a, a balmy four degrees when we were heading up there. Um, so it was cold as hell just walking into the building. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty small arena. Um, I have it, I have it taped. I've watched some of it cause I, I didn't get a chance to see some of the matches because, uh, or some key points in matches because people in front of us couldn't wait to pee. Um, so I, I rewatched so, how some of the matches ended, um, uh, once we came home and it definitely looks bigger on TV and that was, that's, uh, far as the just the arena itself like i know what the ring looks like and all that stuff but it, the um all-state arena definitely feels bigger uh bigger on tv um and that's that was amanda's first like notice where we had pretty decent seats um from where we were and you could you could we were lower bowl i mean not too high up but she was like damn this is so much smaller than um what what i expected just after seeing everything on tv um and just seeing how big the ring is in person um compared to it looks kind of tiny on tv um it was it was a good night they had a lot of a lot of uh good crowd interaction um the the first uh match was was it uh zach Ryder and mojo raleigh were they the tag team recently um so it was whoever Mojo Raleigh was was tagging with, and he, they split. Mm-hmm. And one of them, Mojo Raleigh, did the heel turn. That was the first opening match, and like nobody was into that one. Um, so it was just kind of like <laughs> they were out there like hamming it up, and everybody was just like, "Yeah, okay." Um, and then like I don't even remember who won that one. Uh, I, I think it may have been Mojo. And then they, they, <laughs> I was going to say no one won that. Yeah, match, exactly. But... <laughs> I mean, no one in the building. Um, and then so they went in the back, blah blah blah. And then it kicked off and it, it, it was, uh, one of the, it was the night where, um, as, as I had said a couple episodes ago, they were advertising for the local match, um, being, uh, AJ Styles versus, uh, or yeah, I want to say it was AJ Styles versus, uh, um, uh, Jinder Mahal for the, for the belt again. And I was like, okay, how many more times can they have the same match over and over again? Uh, <laughs> luckily that wasn't the match that was there. Um, since, uh, Shane and Daniel Bryant came out early on, uh, and it ended up being a AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens non-title match. Um, and so that was what kicked off some of the, the current work now where it's going to be at the rumble. It's a AJ Styles, uh, versus, um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn handicap match for the title, um, which I have no idea where they're going with that booking, but we'll see. Um, especially with my newfound uh, AJ Styles fandom, I think it's bullshit. Uh, but but we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, but the 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 match that took it away, I mean, for me, it was kind of all downhill from there. Was a starting Fatal Four Way tag match um, with the Usos. Or sorry, not it wasn't Fatal Four. It was a Triple Threat. No, it was Fatal Four Way, but Usos weren't in there. So Usos were uh, at uh, uh, were at ringside commentating, which again is a different experience because you're you don't have um, uh, you know Corey Graves sitting there blowing bullshit in your ear or, or you know anybody else from the the SmackDown team. And so like you're while you're watching it, the only commentary is coming from the ring itself. So it's a little bit of a different experience. Um, which is interesting just to be able to talk and kind of point things out at the same time. Um, but then it was, uh, so it was, uh, Sheldon Benjamin and Chad Gable, 
and now I'm like I had all of this memorized, and now I'm drawing blanks. So it was Gable and Benjamin, um, New Day, uh, Rusev Day, and <laughs> one other team that I'm drawing a blank on. That they're an actual tag, but I can't think of. Um, and and so it it went well. Uh, I mean. Again, like the number one selling merchandise in WWE right now is Rusev uh, merchandise, which is which is insane. The entire arena, like no no you know provocation, no prompting. Like there was just Rusev Day chants all night long, which I imagine like all the house shows are pretty much like that. Um, like they did well, uh, but then there was. Uh, Chad Gable was German suplexing the hell out of people. So I, I, he does like that roll out of the corner and into more suplexes, but he was, he was legit working. I mean, for um, as small as he is, he was throwing people left and right and he really impressed me. So that's what I was glad to see them get yep. more of a, a TV push um, because they, they were going absolute crazy. Um, and then just the new day was, was insane. I mean, that was like the number one thing, like uh, I, my favorite tag team right now are, are the Usos, uh, but I wanted to see new day in person um, so much so that when we were watching it the week before and WWE shop was running it like ridiculous sales on stuff. Um, I'd got myself an Uso shirt and got Amanda some stuff for Christmas. I just had to order a, uh, New Day unicorn horn um, for for two ninety nine uh, because it's only three dollars again the monster versus something else um, and then I forgot to wear it uh, or I forgot to take it with me to the arena so it's still sitting here in my bookcase so I'll have that uh, when I whenever I need it or you know when the need arises to wear a unicorn uh, a brightly colored unicorn horn. Um, but that that was very well done. Like they came out with a, a with an entire like catering thing of a catering tray of pancakes, and we're throwing them in the audience uh, everywhere. Um, and they they were really whipping those pancakes into the audience. Like I mean, we like I said, we had decently close seats, but far enough where you legitimately wouldn't think someone would be able to throw you a pancake and it would make it to you. But they made it to like the, a couple of rows ahead of us. Um, off and on, it was it was a good night. Um, and then uh. There was just there was a lot more play up. I mean, one of the um, one of the underwhelming things was they only had a really quick tag match for the for the women's uh, division. Um, it was I want to say it was Naomi um, against Ruby Riot, um, and so Ruby Riot for fans that aren't um, uh, you know watching uh, right now. Uh, she's a, a newer uh, female wrestler. Um, and her gimmick is that someone seems to have stolen one of her pant legs, um, because her wrestling attire <laughs> is, uh, the right side of her, her, uh, lower, uh, gear is, is pants. And the left side is like kickboxing shorts. Um, like that basically, you know, cut off right below the glute above the quad. So I don't understand like why she just doesn't have one or the other, but that's just me. Um, where it was legitimately, they rang the bell, like Naomi ran off the ropes. They did something. Uh, then they like Ruby was on the ground, kicked Naomi in the back of the hamstring and ro- like had like a, a roll up and it was over. And like it, it took me longer to explain the match than actually what happened. Um, <laughs> And then I want to say, I don't know if it was that if it was that night or another night. Like Charlotte's music hit, and she ran out and got beat up by the Riot Squad. And then it was the group of um, Natty, uh, Tamina, Lana, 
and whoever else is in that group, or, um, Carmella, all ran out and like had like the riot squad push back, and so it was like legitimately like four minutes of women stars there all night, um, and not really a match at all because I like I really wanted to see like Charlotte in a match because they were advertising Charlotte like in the the local ads they were advertising her, so I wanted to see her in a match, you know, do like a a mood salt off the top rope because that would be insane yeah. to see in person. Um, but that was kind of uh, shitty and underwhelming. Um, but then, so they, they did the normal stuff. They did the, the TV uh, main event uh, with, which was the styles versus Kevin Owens. Um, obviously uh, the, the current shit stained heel role that Sami Zayn is playing was involved with that and, <laughs> and uh, was, was the reason for, for how that match ended. Um then they they went to 205 live they had there were actually a couple of good 205 live matches uh one of the the guys there is from chicago so they played up his like hometown uh stuff there uh uh he partnered with cedric alexander who who i'm a, a decent fan of um and there was a good match and some some good stuff going on there and then for the the kind of the house main event was a six-man tag between aj styles uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton versus, um, and I'm drawing at the blank on the other one versus, oh, versus Jinder Mahal, um, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, and so this one was again, where they were off camera and Daniel Bryan was the special guest referee. Um, and so they're off camera. This isn't one that's involving any storylines or anything. So they were, it was definitely, they were still, you know, in character, but they were having more fun with it and everything. Um, so much to a point where the, I don't know if you, if you watch either of the episodes, but uh, the set dressing had like uh when they came out from the backstage, like down the ramp, they had Christmas trees um, and big packages that were wrapped up and, and all of that stuff. Um <laughs> And so at one point, like all of, all of the, the, the six like paired off and they were fighting, uh, you know, in twos. Um, and Sami Zayn thought he was going to like run away and like Randy Orton tracked him down, like up the ramp and like threw him through the set dressing. And then he picked him back up and then he, he like looked over and he saw all the packages on the other side. And then, so he just started picking up the, the packages that which were obviously just like empty wrapped boxes and just started like baseball chucking them at Sami Zayn and like that was aside from some of the uh some of the the tag team match that was the highlight of the night because Amanda can't stand Kevin Owens she can't stand Sami Zayn so like to see like Randy <laughs> Owen basically like baseball pitch these these boxes that were like two feet by two feet by two feet um that were wrapped with like bright blue foil wrapping paper just like baseball pitching these like fastballs at Sami Zayn and pegging him wasn't was hilarious and then he went and picked up a lot of them and like stacked them like eight feet high and then did like you know the running lariat and like threw Sami Zayn through it and that was like he was done for the rest <laughs> of the night so that, that that had like one of the biggest pops of the night when Randy Orton was just beating up uh, Sami Zayn with like empty Christmas packages um so, so that was pretty good and then eventually like back in the ring like Shinsuke was doing something with uh Daniel Bryan to like get him to um to do like his when when he does his uh so, some of the, like the um not dance moves but some of like the the setup moves that he does like to like bend backwards and stuff like that like he was getting <laughs> Daniel Bryan to do some of that stuff um and so, so that was good. Like that was a, a good like way to close it off where there was a, a lot of guys like really going over the top. It was, they were having fun with it. Um, and then uh, Randy Orton definitely um, 
got he's got that move where he like DDTs you with when your feet are on the ropes. Um, I have no idea what it's called. Um, and, uh, Hangman's DDT. Okay, so he he does whatever that is. So he did that, um, but to both of the Singh brothers. Um, and so so that was like that got the the crowd going as well since they were down there with Jinder. Um, and and that got the crowd going since it was just like it like you knew they were having fun with it because it was like high point, high point, high point, high point, high point, and it was like it was just like that throughout the match. Um, and then I, I don't even remember how like how it happened, but just seeing like everybody there. Um, I was as a newfound AJ Styles fan uh, from, you know, a couple episodes ago, I was a little underwhelmed with his main event performance just because it was the, what he put on for survivor series where like, it was a legit believable match where he was going to beat Brock Lesnar to one where on SmackDown, he just came out and essentially jobbed to Kevin Owens where, Obviously, he's much he's much higher or much above that. Um, but that was you know with whatever storyline they have going, like it was just one where Owens was just beating him up like street fight style the entire match. Um, so it wasn't really a a good example of a match uh, for AJ. But I think at that point it was again kind of who they're working and kind of how they set it up. Um, so I was a little underwhelmed there of not like seeing a better women's match and not seeing like AJ like do a high flying style or, or have some of the stuff that like I've come to like him for uh, in the main event. But uh, overall, it was a great night. Uh, and as we had some downtime during two of five and everything, I was looking like, oh, I wonder when some of the next pay-per-views are. Um, and lo and behold, in June, Money in the Bank is here in Chicago. Um, oh man. <laughs> so they haven't announced where it is yet um because they were pushing for obviously like all the tickets for Rumble being in Philadelphia, um Mania being in New Orleans and I don't think I don't know if they've announced after any any of them after New Orleans what's going to happen. So uh I I don't know if this is going to be breaking news or not. Uh but uh I mean we have a new arena here in Chicago um which is actually walking distance to us. Um and so uh, it's called the Wintrust Arena. It's downtown in the South Loop. Um, but what the the interesting thing is that a lot of the events that and teams that used to play it Rosemont in Rosemont at Allstate Arena um, are now actually moving to this new Wintrust Arena, which I can go look at from my living room window. Um, oh, that's exciting! And so they haven't announced where it is and I'm hoping fingers crossed that it's going to be there. Um, because at the time being in June, the United center isn't going to be used because it's out of, out of season for both the Blackhawks and the bulls. Um, unless either of them make a deep playoff run. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, but at the same time, like the fact that, uh, they've run money in the bank before at all state arena and not had it at United center means they probably wouldn't want to try to, because it's not, you know, one of the big four, they wouldn't try to put it in that, that full size uh, arena, um, that the, both the, um, DePaul basketball teams are now playing downtown here at the Wintrust Arena. Um, the the Chicago uh, Sky, um, which is the WNBA team, used to play at Rosemont. And now they're they're going to be playing at the new Wintrust Arena. Um, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, uh, and I'm going to set up Google alerts as soon as we're done here um, for whenever tickets go on sale for Money in the Bank, uh, that it will have the Wintrust Arena be uh, be the location there uh, because that would be awesome. Where I, I would get and say I would get awesome seats for it. And then that would be a perfect event for you to come out to. And then we could just nail that, you know, two birds <laughs> with one stone. Um, so, so that's one where th- that was uh, one where it was 
there was some downtime during some of the matches I didn't really care about, but I saw that and I was feverishly searching for events on all the, the local arenas websites um, where they announced that it was going to be in Chicago and it's a cross brand one um, for both the, uh, the male and female ladder matches um, for, for the money in the bank contract. Um, but they, they again, they, they didn't say where in Chicago it is. So uh, unless it's going to be an Easter egg hunt to find uh, where it's going to be, uh, keep an eye out and see see what they say. And then uh, hopefully, uh, like C two E two being walking distance, it would be awesome to have that be super close. Yeah, no, I love I love fucking I love Money in the Bank so much, just because it's the you know depending on you know who it, it like depending on who's in the match, like you're gonna have some 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 fun times um because you you know i i really hope man i really hope they finally let that new somebody in the new day actually break out i think it would be hilarious to see the new day a new day member with the money in the bank bring uh, with a with a briefcase i mean that would be awesome because they've they have xavier woods going through the um the u.s belt uh tournament now uh, so, th- I mean, so that makes sense. So if they end up having him do that and then unless they're going to give the tag belts to like Ian Kofi, then it would be interesting to see like what they do with, with those guys. And, and it would be an interesting storyline to have all of them have belts at one time. Um, even if, you know, only for like a couple weeks or a couple months or something. Uh, but that, that would be cool to see, to see that and just see what they would do with it and just again, have more props, which would be insane. Yeah. Like I, um, I honestly think, uh, Kofi needs he he I have always found Kofi to be entertaining and I really wish he would get a a a, a main title run. I, I agree. Um, I mean he he's definitely more of a veteran than a lot of people, you know, realize. Um and he was, you know, there before, you know, um a lot of the the guys on the roster that are uh I mean I I would hazard to guess that like Randy Orton's probably the only guy that, you know, has more longevity on the main roster than him right now. I mean, obviously yeah. there's going to be a handful of other guys, but I mean, though, like it's, it's a select few of guys that, that have been there longer than him. Um, maybe even on, on the women's side too. Um, and, and so that's again, another one where like he, he does quality work. So it would be interesting to see him, to see him get another good push. Uh, and it's funny you said, you mentioned you love money in the bank cause we're walking around to get to our seats and you know, they have the merch tables and all that stuff. Um, and, there's all different kinds of, of people uh, having belts there of both kids, adults, plastic rubber belts to actual full size, you know, <laughs> metal belts. But then, and they're selling belts like at the merch tables, but then they're also selling the money in the bank briefcases at the tables. And so we're walking by one and a mandatory <laughs> goes, what the fuck are you going to do with the money in the bank? Is that just a prop? Like, do you take it with you? Do you do something with it? I was like, no, it's just a briefcase that somebody's going to take home and, and have it as a prop. So um, it's fu- like I, I find it like I love that they sell belts, but I find it even more hilarious that they sell just like prop money in the bank, like merch, too. I would love. I would love just to see that take that to a signing. Be like, I'm cashing in my briefcase right now, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you got your got your, you know, portly buddy within a ref shirt. <laughs> like, Oh, here comes the ref. But uh, no, that'd be funny. Um, yeah, I just uh, it's they will sell anything. <laughs> uh, new day, new day socks. 
Yeah, and that's what they were. Uh, they were definitely heavily pushing all of the uh, um, all of the holiday merch because who was it? Like um, the New Day came out in their their New Day holiday outfit, which instead of like the the normal like pink, blue, and yellow, it was uh, red, white, and green. Um, and they had like elves on everything. Um, there were a couple other uh, superstars that had like their own uh, like Christmas and holiday oriented stuff that they, that they were selling. Um, so yeah, I mean, they were definitely pushing, pushing the merch for, for all of that stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. You know, it's, it's always funny to see what they're selling at those places. I haven't been, I might've been 2000, I don't know, maybe 2012 was the last time I went to a live event. Um, my mom was telling me, she goes, Ring of Honors, there's a TV taping in Concord. And I'm like, I'm not driving two and a half hours to Concord to see Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, yeah. <laughs> oh, like I, I, don't, I don't even drive an hour and a half when, uh, when Raw is in Greensboro. Since we never get Raw and Raleigh. Yeah, that, um, that's always odd. I mean, it's, it's interesting where, for whatever reason, it's either Greensboro or Fayetteville. Like, it, they never really came through raleigh to go to like the pnc arena or whatever like it was always it's always the other which i i get fayetteville with you know the the military guys down there but i i don't understand uh i i guess it's probably history with greensboro as opposed to raleigh yeah the i think there's um i think they measure attendance mm-hmm. well i mean obviously that's fucking stupid to say but i think it's <laughs> i think um it's a series of uh, a series of attendance that they measure um, whenever they do have events come through. Uh, be- the last pay-per-view that we had here was over the limit um, years and years ago. Uh, and the main event was fucking Daniel Ryan versus CM Punk. And um, I had a buddy of mine who I really wanted to go, but I didn't have my car. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm like, let's go. And he's like, well, I had a wisdom tooth pulled out two days ago. I'm not, I can't go anywhere. That's not something he could have planned. CM Punk and Dan. Yeah, and I proceeded to watch on TV CM Punk and Daniel Bryan have a fucking five-star match. Yeah. And it's 10 minutes down the road for me, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) It's like, I should be in the, I should be there. That's um, where you're just kicking holes in doors all week and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Knocking knocking shit off tables when you walk through uh, restaurants. Yeah, pretty much, you know. Old ladies in wheelchairs, I'm knocking them out. Pushing them into traffic. You know, doomsday devicing toddlers. <laughs> you know, I was fucking... But, I mean, it's whatever. It was a really good match, and it sucks, because, like, I really did like Daniel Bryan, and um, I, I loved watching CM Punk, because I just I just love the GTS. And even though you have a Tommy and uh, 205... A 205 live mm-hmm. you're wasting the gts i just fucking like i don't want to see i mean yeah he fucking broke somebody's face with it the other day yeah. <laughs> but but i don't want to see a tiny guy gts somebody i want to see an average sized dude gts people and make it feel like it like make it seem like it means something i don't know i don't know but <laughs> 
Oh man! Yeah, so I, I mean, that was a great time, great investment. Amanda really enjoyed it. So I, I, I was kind of fifty fifty on, on. I was hoping she'd she'd enjoy just the the live experience, and and she she loved it. Um, and then I mean we were away this weekend up in Wisconsin for kind of a little uh, mini moon before uh, we we get into the new year. Um, and on on the way up and the way back, we were just listening to Talk Is Jericho episodes, um, where he was uh, interviewing. Uh, <laughs> WWE women superstars. So uh, between Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, and Naomi, uh, that was filling up the car ride there. So that was a, a more uh, more wrestling that that we kind of got uh, injected there. So um, as we're we're wrapping up here, I'm uh, going to go now watch uh, the Chris Jericho Kenny Omega fight from uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom um, this past week. Since it was uh, on, they aired it earlier today on Axis TV. Um, so it's uh, I recorded that while we were driving back earlier today. Uh, so I, I haven't seen I've seen a lot of the the talk about that of being a, an excellent match, um, but I haven't seen uh, what they what the outcome or who won or anything like that. Um, so that that'll be a, the the nightcap here before I have to get unfortunately go back to work tomorrow. I know I don't want to go back either. Um, I have been uh, uh, as we, as we, I know we're wrapping up here. I have been uh, my aunt got me a really nice point and shoot. Yeah, I, I did for, see some uh, of your pictures. Christmas. Some of those have been off, awesome. So, if you want to post any of those, or if there's any th- ones that, that you uh, you you find uh, expertly charming, uh, we can definitely link to those on the uh, on the, the blog sites too. But there's there's definitely been some some cool ones that you've done there. Yeah, I've just been learning how to use this stupid thing. So um, half the time it's me like, "What does this button do?" And then and then wandering around. And I've been, I've been you know, I just about you know work all the time you know alone so i end up just you know taking it out on a property walk or something well, i mean like that's that. that's when you you know you set the timer and set it up on the desk and then that's when you start taking you know pictures <laughs> of yourself and then you can do like shadow puppets and you know uh then, then start doing like some some animation <laughs> where you're you know you with uh, boxes in various stages of, of flight and everything so yeah <laughs> yeah i uh well i could actually just use my phone because uh, if I could get on the Wi-Fi, it actually uh, has an app where I can actually control the camera through my phone. Oh, nice. Yeah, we have one of that for Amanda's. Um, uh, it's a little flaky, but it, it does work well. Uh, we use that when we were at the beach with a family and needing to set up the tripod and be like 30 yards away and be able to, well, 30 feet maybe, and then like zoom in and take the picture and stuff like that as opposed to setting the timer and then running like a madman and then like uh diving into the picture and then hoping it it, it took. Um, so yeah so so that works well but uh yeah the, you've you've posted some good ones so far and so interested to see what else uh, you end up getting just for even even with the the limited amount of uh exposure uh pun intended that, that you've uh, had to it uh what you uh what you've been posting so far yeah yeah and uh maybe i can actually get some uh the, the blog posts are coming i just really haven't had any uh i haven't had a, a ton of time to finish uh finished stuff and the it's in between me like getting like personal stuff straight and then like not being able to my my as i've said on other podcasts my coworker just talks constantly yeah where you get sidetracked um, where again like me i plan to play video games when i had absolutely nothing to do and you saw how well that did so um so i mean when you're planning to to multitask while you're you know at work uh i, I can imagine how easily you can get sidetracked there so that's uh no worries there yeah but i do need to set some time set some time aside to write and figure out how to post the stuff but yeah um that's pretty much uh I mean, that's, I think that's pretty much all I've got for this week. I can't think, 
Yeah, there's a handful of other stuff that, that I noted here. I, I read a actually really great book. That's the only other thing that I did uh, over break. Uh, Amanda and I wanted to set aside time when we were on away this weekend to, to do a bunch of reading. Um, so I caught up on some stuff there, which I'll, we can touch on next time. Um, I was thinking of maybe having that be my media swap item for you uh, next time. Okay. Um, so since we can, we can, you know, kick off with a, with another one sometime soon. Um and uh and do that but yeah i mean we again there's plenty of stuff plenty of content um yep. between we we have some some guests uh both recurring and new that, that we want to get on um and then you know uh i i would i would hope for at least a couple uh media swaps uh this year um you know plans for just what we're doing individually in 2018 uh and then going from there so there's there's definitely some some more topics that we've got um as we were driving back today, I didn't realize I didn't know what I, what we wanted to talk about. Uh, I spitballed a list earlier when I was watching the uh, uh, some of the football games, and then we touched on like two of those. And there's still you know you know eight more items on that list, so that's we've got plenty of stuff to to, to talk about. Obviously, stuff will uh, uh, ebb and flow off that list, but it's uh, yep. good to good to have a, a running tab here. So uh, I think this was a great kickoff to this weekend um, because I am back in uh, work this week, and I, I will be sitting at the same desk I am at now all week. Uh, I will get this up this week and not uh, the empty hollow promise that I did of our last episode. Uh, <laughs> I'll say we'd get that out before Christmas when we got it out, like what New Year's Day or something like that. So, or day after or whatever. Um, so yeah, so, so it should be good. This was a, a great week. Uh, good kind of getting back to the saddle and uh, uh, some good way to, to kick Man, off the year. The saddle, damn. Please listen carefully. 